drama, comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Riverdale, Season 2, Episode 15, Chapter 28. There will be blood. After learning that his dad is considering running for mayor of Riverdale, Archie begins to grow concerned that the Lodges may have found their newest pawn in Fred. It's another really good episode! I wouldn't get too excited about that one if I were you. Okay, last week was great. This week was still really pretty good. So um, I feel good about this. Let's see how I feel after we talk about it. I mean, I'm not getting my hopes too high. I lived through Heroes and Lost. I, I know better. Let's okay. recap the recap. Mm-hmm. Hiram's a mobster. Archie's in denial. Polly had twins. Chick is creepy. He's a webcam boy. The mayor resigned and Hiram bought Sunnyside. Dun, dun, dun. We're at the trailer park. And it's, we're running out of time. And so is Riverdale. Uh, so... Jughead is poring over all his research. He's got a murder board. Yep, he's got a murder board. But it's not murder. It's uh it's a mobster board. I don't consider Hiram a mobster. But he is. Well, he claims to be, but mobsters are way more violent than Hiram. Well, he's violent light. He he farms that shit out. Oh, so he's mobster light. Light mob for he's, all your light needs. He's light mob. <laughs> True. Diet Mafia. Jughead is just ranting about, you know, he can see that Hiram is making moves, but he doesn't have any proof. And FP comes home and he sees the chart and he's like, what? What is this? Boy, you need to drop this. And Jughead's just like, I know he's lying. And FP's like, you know, Hiram Lodge is slicker than a bottle of snake oil. But, you know, he forgave our debts. He He's letting us stay here. Like, what? I, he bought the Riverdale Register. He's afraid of somebody calling him out on it. And he's afraid of this exposure. And that makes FP start to kind of be like, okay, now I get I get where you're going with this. He's afraid. Yeah, he is afraid. We head on over to the Pembroke and there's a dinner going on. It's Hiram, Hermione, Fred, Archie, and Veronica. And they the adults are retelling some story. There was... You know, oh, there was only one house in the neighborhood that uh, had a pool. It was Thornhill. Thornhill. And uh, they're all laughing. And then Fred mentions, oh, yeah, but I wasn't the one who uh, stole a school van for a joyride. That was uh, you and Mary. And he's pointing at Hermione. Hermione's like, no, 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 that was Alice. <laughs> and Veronica is just looking at all everyone going, this sounds like an episode of Saved by the Bell. Wonderful reference. Especially with all the uh, random 90s actors sitting around a table. Yeah. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Hiram invites Fred to his study to enjoy some brandy. Rum. 30-year-old oh, rum. Okay, rum. And Hermione's like, Veronica, stay with Archie. And they wander off. Uh, and then we cut to Betty and Kevin. They appear to be at school. And Kevin's like, Betty, I can't keep doing this. And Betty's like, I don't know what else to do. Every time I try to talk to Chick about his past, he either gets really defensive or he starts to cry. Okay, I'm firmly convinced Chick is not a sociopath. He's just a con artist. Well, he is, mm -hmm. but he's also incredibly emotionally unstable. 
I think as are many people in the Cooper bloodline. But I think he's far more the other direction of sociopath. It's not that he doesn't feel anything. It's that he feels things way too much. I am very convinced that he is Alice's son. But there's no way he is Hal's. Uh, Kevin's like, okay, but catfishing your own brother? And Betty has the perfect response. She makes a pouty face. And then Kevin kind of mimics it and is like, okay, fine. So he opens his computer. And he is FaceTiming with Chick. Web chatting. Web chatting. FaceTiming. Web boy, chatting. Boy time. Boy time. It's boy boy time. <laughs> uh okay so they are talking and uh kevin's like uh do you ever pmp party and play and chick's like you keep asking me that and i say no kevin's like you know you 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 haven't told me anything and chick's like well you haven't taken off your shirt yet oh i'm i'm shy (laughs) which we know kevin is not (laughs) shy and chick's like okay what do you want to know and all this time, Betty's, like, mouthing things to Kevin and trying to be, like, egg him on to, to what to ask. So now we're in Veronica's bedroom, and Archie's like, what's going on? And Veronica's like, okay, just between you and me, the deputy mayor is stepping down, and there's going to be a special election. And we think that your dad is an ideal candidate. And Archie's like, what? Do you, are, are you sure that's a good idea? Business and politics go hand in hand. And Archie's got that freaking out face. Like, no, I don't want this. Smash cut to the pickup truck. Dad, are you really considering doing this? Well, you know, son, I always dreamed about being mayor. Yeah, so Fred, this is this is like a real thing for Fred. And he says, you know, maybe, you know, I know Riverdale's going through a bad time, but maybe I can help get it back on an upswing. Um, Isn't it weird that Hiram's asking you? Well, you know, he's a businessman. Of course he wants a friend in the mayor's office. And then Archie's like, you know, well, is he going to pay for your campaign? He offered a nice donation to help. But if if I decide to run, it'll be for Riverdale, not for Hiram. Yeah, he's like for Riverdale and for me. We're at Thistle House. I keep wanting to call it Thistle One, but it's Thistle House. I've been wrong. And Cheryl comes in. She goes, mother, strange man I've never met because there's a dude in a suit talking to Penelope. Penelope says, this is Mr. Lazenby. Uh, it turns out your father has a secret will. Well, Daddy died months ago. His instructions were to not reveal the will until after uh, his in the investigation into his death and his other businesses. You mean drugs? Yeah. Uh, were concluded. And they're like, okay, so what's the deal with the will? And he goes, um, I'm supposed to withhold all of his heirs and beneficiaries until the public reading tomorrow. Hell yeah, we gonna have a reading of the wheel. We're over to the Cooper house now, and it's Hal sitting at a table talking to Alice. I want a divorce. Are you still seeing Penelope? This isn't about that. It's about me having worshipped you like a goddess for 20 years, and then you just side with a stranger, and you, buddy, I can't believe you did this. If this is about Chick, I'm with you, Dad. Uh, and then Alice is just like, you know, you sold the Riverdale Register to Hiram. You, he offered a fair price. And I will give you half of that if you set me free. Oh, immediately. F- fuck off, Hal. You know, he says immediately. And Alice says, I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all right. So that's going down. Shoot Hal Cooper in the head. Please. Some Black Hood needs to kill that dude. 
So now we're back at the Pembroke and Hiram and Hermione are talking in front of Veronica and they said, you know, the odds with Fred are 50-50. Is there anything you can say to Archie, Veronica? Mom, he's a boyfriend, not a constituent. You influence Archie, he influences Fred. You know, our bigger plan is going to sound better coming out of his well-respected mouth. And now we have Archie talking to Jughead. Are you still going after Hiram? And Jughead's like, well, not unless someone wants to start giving me some information. What about you, Archfiend? Archie says, you know, I can't let my dad get in any deeper with the lodges. And, you know, Jughead's like, why don't you say something to Veronica? Uh, Veronica would kill me, and then the lodges would kill me. Maybe I can give you something that might make my dad hit pause on this whole thing. And Jughead's like, okay, I'm listening, and... Archie goes to explain that, hey, you know, when uh, Hiram gave Pops that charitable donation, well, it wasn't a donation. He bought the diner and he doesn't want anyone to know. And Jug is like, he bought the diner? Yeah, he bought the diner. He bought the diner? Yanks his murder board out, starts circling things on the map. He's got his map and he's like, he's like Dracula. He's trying to expand his empire and then feed. And if I'm right about this, everyone's in danger. Riverdale. All right, the map comes back out, and this time Jughead is showing everything to Betty and Alice, and he's explaining that, okay, so Hiram has been buying up this land at a devalued price. This is nothing abnormal for a usual businessman. No, um, but it's almost a criminal, criminally devalued land, which is Mm. true. Eh, It's true. Um, And and Jughead's explaining, okay, so when he bought up, you know, the school and the trailer park and the drive-in people didn't care because it was on the south side but he bought pops and they're like yeah pops is the heart of riverdale yeah people are going to care about that one and alice is just very stoic with her arms crossed and she just looks at jughead and is like when are you talking to pops cut to veronica's calling archie archie picks up is like what Veronica's like, so I was doing some research, and it turns out that your dad needs 1,200 signatures to run for mayor, so I thought we could do that together. And Archie's just like, I have some homework to catch up on. I'll talk to you later. And she hangs hangs the fuck up. hangs up. And Veronica's just kind of like, what just happened? And Hiram and Hermione are watching this conversation. Like, they were waiting for Archie to be like, sure thing, hun. Yeah. They're a little concerned. It's funny. Betty comes home, and Polly's there with the twins. This is new information. She's just like, um, I, I wanted to surprise mom, and I was surprised to meet our brother. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. So Alice is just over the moon. She goes, Betty, come take one of these perfect angels. And she's she first goes to Alice, and she's going to take the baby, but Chick has the other one. She goes and takes the baby from Chick. And then Polly's like, well, where's dad? Are we all going to go to the will reading together tomorrow? Huh? He seriously didn't tell you? Of course he didn't tell them. Of course he didn't. No. So we cut to Cheryl is going through her closet and we hear Tony and Tony's like, I didn't agree to a makeover unless it involves that blouse. (laughs) And Cheryl goes up to Tony and says like, look, I adore your Flannel mesh aesthetic, but I'm just augmenting it for the occasion. J'adore. J'adore. And then bust in Penelope's going, what's going on here? Tony's like, hi, Mrs. Blossom. I'm Tony Topaz. I'm so sorry. Penelope's like, why on earth would you be there? And Cheryl's like, um, she's here to be my emotional support. 
whatever. Be downstairs when the guests arrive. We have to show a united front against those scavengers. And she leaves. And Tony Topaz is like, she's a nightmare. And Cheryl says, isn't she, though? It's a very cute little scene. (laughs) Though I really do hope that they focus, at least until for now, and it can become something else at the end of the season. I really hope right now the focus with Cheryl and Tony is their friendship. Well, they're going to be friends. And if they become romantic, it's going to be built on their actual relationship. Exactly. With each other. But I hope it does. They, I hope they don't go from zero to 60. Oh, you mean just like Betty and Jughead? Well, they've known each other like their whole lives. True. So that's a little different. It is a little different. But on it's this real. show, they've known each other for about 10 minutes and they just realized that, oh, she has an attraction to girls as well. Show, so some friendship. Oh, instead of having, you know, a Veronica and Archie but lesbian relationship? Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. So we're back at the Andrews house and Fred has pulled out some stuff out of storage. And he's like, hey, this is stuff I'm, I worked on back when I was planning on being an urban planner before Grandpa Ernie got sick. Uh, he's like, this is my presentation for something I didn't get into. And it's this really old futuristic looking drawing. And it says Riverdale 2020, small town with a big future. And Fred is just like being very nostalgic and just like, it's really cheesy. And Archie's like, no, it's not. It's really cool. Is Fred 75 years old? Because this looks like a Walt Disney thing from now. Oh, totally. I totally got Disney vibes when I saw that picture. But like, how old are you, Fred? He's an old man. If you did this when you were in college. You've been 40 since you were 12. Yeah, but still. If, they, if he did this while, like, he was in college or something, that would have been the 80s. You're like Nick Mil- Miller. I'm finally growing into my personality. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the same thing with Fred. Fred could have at least had a more mod. They could have given him a more modern drawing to look like, you know, he actually. It would have been funny if it looked more 80s. Exact. That's what I'm Maybe saying. Maybe a little more 80s. It should have been more 80s because that's when he would have done it. Okay, so they're in their 40s. So, yeah, but the 20, I mean, 2020 is still, would still would have been like, yeah, we're going to have flying cars. and Actually, if they're in their 40s, yeah, they were in college in the 90s. I know. I feel dirty and <laughs> old. They were Gen Xers. Yeah, shut up. Should have been grunge then. And flannel and darkness and weird. Well, the serpents do love their flannel. So that plays. So Veronica shows up and she's like, I I made up some campaign logos. And they're flipping through them. And Fred says, oh, that one, that one's my favorite. And Veronica says, okay, I'll have some buttons and t-shirts printed ASAP. She just makes the fucking hard sale out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Archie takes her and we cut directly there in his room. It's like, why are you pushing this on him? Why are you resisting? Um, my dad is not cut out for what your parents want. And, and what exactly is that? A dog on a leash. So you can push it until he doesn't do what you want. And then you push him out like Mayor McCoy. Damn, Archie. Archie's See, Archie got smart. Like, he's been paying attention. Well, Archie was smart through, like, the first season. No. He was. He was a little bit smart. No. He got. He was su- sleeping with his teacher. Oh, that's true. You forget about that. You were so mad about Grundy. Yeah, I'm glad she's... Which is fair. I mean... Dead and garroted. Uh, uh, I'm okay with that. Lying in a pool of her own blood. Is that bad? It got dark, yo. <laughs> I don't feel bad that it happened, though. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Uh, Veronica snaps back that Mayor McCoy was having an affair with Sheriff Keller. And so my parents had nothing to do with that. 
which is technically true. Not really. Well, Mary McCoy quit because Veronica warned her. The, her parents didn't actually do anything in that situation, but they were going to. Exactly. Like, it's technically true, but in the big scheme of things, is not the entire picture. Whether or not you actually get to follow through is not a prerequisite for you doing the crime. And that's actually illegal. Yeah. You and can still be charged with a crime. That's true. So Archie's like, you know, you're steering him just like you're steering me. I need you to ease off. Not cool. It's not cool. And Veronica's like, okay. So again, Archie like finally calls it out. You play me. Don't play my dad. Do we get to use dumb Archie voice if he's being smart? No, I have to come up with a smart Archie voice now. Uh, you need to ease off my father. All right, we're at Thistle House. And the the lawyer dude is reading shit. He's like, okay, first and foremost, Thistle House will stay with uh, our matriarch, Roseanne Blossom. Nana Rose. Nana Rose. Who's alive still. I, we hadn't seen her until now. She just shows up, mm-hmm. puttering around. Uh, Penelope uh, pats Nana Rose's hand and Nana Rose pulls it away. The lawyer says that uh, to my wife, Penelope, uh, Thornhill, the crown jewel that she made a home. And then Cheryl looks at Penelope and goes, a charred husk of an empty house. Sounds about right. <laughs> you burned it down. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Cheryl did. And then the lawyer says, okay, so of my final estate, half of it is going to go to anyone with medical authentication that they have blossom blood, even a drop. And just then Alice bursts in and she goes, I knew it. And Hal's like, (laughs) what did she go? And she's like, what are you doing? I am publicly accusing you of trying to divorce me to cheat me out of half of your payday. And Hal's like, it's not just my payday. It's the girls, too. They're blossoms as well. Alice points out that she has her attorney with her. Attorney McCoy, because she has no real first name. Sierra is just on the driver's license. (laughs) Her first name is attorney or Mayor McCoy. That's true. That's her whole name. Uh, and and this is maybe the best acting we've seen Robin Givens do, where she just raises a finger, is like, ah, ah uh, okay. <laughs> and Alice keeps talking. You could you could swear she was drunk at this point, but, but she's, she's not. not. She's just Alice, all huffy. She goes, "I'm taking half of whatever you get from this inbred cesspool of a family." That's right. I said inbred. <laughs> Penelope stands stands up to be like, "Now, come on, you need to leave." And Alice flips around and goes, shut your face, you half-melted ten-cent trollop. And then... Then we get to the best callback we I think we have had in this show. We get to Tony Topaz, who says, this oh, is, this is riveting. I can't breathe. So great. It's so great. I, I, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, I know that's fan service, but I don't care. It's hilarious. Oh, that's a that's that a was, callback only for the true deal Riverdale fans. I'm fairly certain that was my favorite Kevin moment last season. Oh my god, this is riveting. I can't, I can't breathe. breathe. I, I mean that I mean it's amazing. So I love that somebody redid it. I hope now that I really hope they do that every season. And that it was Tony. Tony. Yeah. It was great. Cut over to Pops. Your usual jug. Uh, no. Actually, I have a question. And Jughead asks Pop about Hiram. Pop sits down. And Pop basically tells us the story that, you know, Pop's has been in his family for 80 years. And when his mom gave it to him, he had to promise her that he would never sell. And she's still alive. And it would break her heart. And so he just tells Jug, hey, please don't tell anybody while I still have my mom. And after that, you can tell whoever you want. 
And Jughead is like, you can see his heart breaks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Aw, poor Pop. Pop knew there was only one way to keep it in the family, which he had to sell. No, he had to keep it open, keep it going. That was the most important thing. Yeah, it was to keep it going, and not just for him, but for the town. The town needed it, too. Um, so he just, he made a deal. Real awkward cut back to the will reading. I don't know why we didn't just do this as one scene. I know, because it's like the time frame. It's weird. Whatever. could we have just dragged Alice out and gotten to see that, that crazy ass fine. mess? Because when we resume, the lawyer goes, now that the interloper has been escorted off the premises. Wonderful ex machina. Uh, he goes, okay, now back to the will. The other half of my estate will go to my true heirs, Jason and Cheryl. To which we're all like uncomfortable because, you know, Jason's dead. And Cheryl gets up to speak. And, you know, she ushers the lawyer away. And she's just basically talks about how, you know, my grandfather killed his brother and it was the original sin of Riverdale. And she's just like, no more blood, no more madness, no more horror. Here, here. And in comes Clifford Blossom. And he says, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And Cheryl faints. Y'all, I was about ready to give up on this show when this happened. It just got better in the crazy. We can talk about it after, if they had gone fully in this direction. Right. Cheryl is woken with, you know, smelling salts. She goes, oh, Mumsy, I had the most frightful day, Mare. Daddy was back. And then Clifford is rolling Nana Rose and she goes, and he says, it's not what you think. My name is Uncle Claudius. Your brother, your dad's twin brother. So Uncle Claudius says, you know, okay, yeah, I'm your brother. It's not surprising your dad. I'm your uncle. La, 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 la. Uh, your brother uncle? Well. Who knows in this fucking family? <laughs> I'm your dad and your uncle. I'm your uncle father. <laughs> your uncle father. Your funkle. Just like Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, your funkle. <laughs> uh, he explains that, you know, okay, you know, it's no wonder your your dad never told you about me. When Clifford and I were boys, we were inseparable. Like, like Romulus, Romulus and Remus. Remus. Um, but then it became clear that I was being primed for the Blossom Empire. And on our 14th birthday, your dad took me down to Sweetwater River and he pointed a rifle at me and explained about the Blossom Curse. It seems one twin always reaches an awful end. And he allowed me to run away and I went to the Merchant Marines. So there you go. Oh yes, and that the other part of this is that uh, a twin, yeah, a twin always makes an reaches an awful end, usually at the hand of the other twin. Hmm. Kim Nabel, all the way back there. This just feels like we're complicating a story to complicate a story. Have you ever watched a soap opera? Yeah, I've seen soap operas, okay. but I. The this thing is about, a classic soap opera trope. But the thing about this show is. We've got enough to deal with already. Do we need this to add on top of it? Of course we don't need it. Does it make it any less awesome? I guess. So here's my problem. I think there are storylines that I would rather see addressed Mm -hmm. fully. True. Like immediately. Oh, the whole season, the season as a whole has been a big clusterfuck. And rather than introduce this whole new plot twist in. Okay, but this isn't a new plot twist. That he has a twin brother? No, but that this connects to some another line that we have never had revisited. Which is? Rem- I know what happened in the barn, mother. We always thought something else happened. Like what we were shown is not true, the whole story. So this whole thing picks that thread back up. 
Yeah, I guess for me, I just wish that we had, and we'll talk about it more. I wish that we had gotten Chick dealt with before we got to this point. But this is a great reason for them to, like, it's a great, it's, yeah, it's the deus ex machia. Yeah. I don't know. So we cut to the Cooper house and Polly's like, how soon do you think we can get these tests done? I'll call Dr. Botel. Polly, what's the rush? Uh, Well, between you, me, Chick and the babies, we could start our own farm. Oh, God. And Chick is like, I'm not getting tested. I don't even know these people. They're your cousins. Uh, He's like, no, I don't. No. Besides, needles trigger me. (laughs) So automatically a weird justification from Chick. Well, the way he says it, it's he's clearly using it as an excuse. And that makes Betty and Polly just go, what the fuck? Veronica talks to Hermione. I've decided something. I'm fine doing your bidding at school, uh, but Archie's off the table. You losing your nerve? No, it's just that Archie's become a pawn and it's hurting our relationship. Miha. <laughs> yeah. So then Hermione gives this whole, you know, women in our business. You know, the men are the mobsters, but the women walk the razor's, the razor's edge. We use our wiles. Whisper in the ear, a hand on the arm. Barf. Oh. And Veronica says, maybe before, but no, not me, not with Archie. And Hermione kind of weighs that. She goes, you're right. You're right to protect your relationship with Archie. I, I'm, this is just more feel that Hermione is doing way more behind the scenes than we're ever going to know. This is all... There's so much more going on. This is some straight up sexist bullshit she's talking through here. Well, yes, the mob as the way it is set up is a sexist organization just like the serpents. I know, but okay, you know what pisses me off about Mm -hmm. it? Is they're totally not mobsters. They're just rich people. This is what rich (laughs) people do. Some rich people, not all of them. Most. A lot. A lot of rich people. Well, okay. And and honestly, what I would say is it's not really rich people, but it's structurally how the wealthy deal with money. No, I I get all the, you know, the shell corporations and the LLCs and all that crap and the investments, blah, 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 blah. blah. But no. But for everybody me, has just, a hitman. For me, it's just a thing of this doesn't rise to the level of mob in any way. Not yet. We're getting there. If they were dealing with drugs... Then I'd be down. Well, the Blossoms are straight up mob. Yes. Because it's family and drugs. And see, I want to know more about that industry. So I'm happy that Claudius, if that's his name, uh, came up. It's fine. It was just annoying in the moment. That's fair. That's fair. It's just one of those like, do we really have to do this right now? Mm -hmm. I've got other things I want to know. But I'll get it. Misdirection. So, Betty's talking to Kevin. We have to get aggressive. Chick is turning down a lot of money just to avoid getting tested. I have a plan. It's slightly insane. <laughs> and Kevin. Uh, Kevin's just going to go along, I guess. I love how Kevin's I'm powerless against you. It's Betty. It is. So, Kevin gets back on the computer and is having boy-boy time with Chick. <laughs> Like, uh, and Chick is like, ah, uh, Mr. Cute Face. And Stranger, Kevin, where'd you go? Kevin's like, you know, I've had a, I've had a really intense week. I, I just got tested for the first time. It was negative, but it was really intense. And Chick's like, ah, oh, congratulations. That's a milestone. Kevin asks him, you know, have you ever gotten tested? And Chick says, yeah, I used to go every week. I had one really bad scare once. Um, but I was living with some people that were a lot rougher than I am now. And all this time. 
Betty is talking over the computer to Kevin. And at this point, she's particularly going through a lengthy speech. And Kevin keeps getting distracted and Chick notices. He goes, are you talking to somebody else? Uh, uh. uh Kevin slams the computer down. He's like, this is making me feel like a really bad person and I'm not going to do this and anymore. And your brother seems like a good guy. And he walks away. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. Stop using Kevin. Though that totally would have played into my whole, they're totally going to hook up. Just let Kevin be Kevin. Just like, give Kevin a nice boyfriend who's not a deviant. And when I say deviant, I mean like a gangster. He's not going out with Chick. That's not happening. No. He knows Chick's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's not happening now. But that was one of my predictions. Is that that'll be his new boyfriend from Greendale. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Archie's talking to Jughead. He's like, did Pops confirm? Jughead's like, yeah, but I, I can't publish that article. It'll break Pops' heart. Oh, I think my dad's going to run. And Jughead's just like, look, I've literally talked to everyone with any connection. They are all on lockdown. I've even talked to Mayor McCoy. And Archie says, maybe we're talking to the wrong McCoy. Cut to Pops and Josie. I'm brunching, Archie. What do you want? <laughs> and Archie's like, hey, maybe your mom can talk my dad out of wanting to be mayor. And Josie's like, um, my mom can't talk about anything with the law. If the law just find out, there'll be hell to pay. My mom barely made it out alive. And Archie's like, isn't there plenty to say without getting into the shady stuff? This is actually really smart on Archie's part. Like, he's tr- his, whole, his whole goal is get my dad to not want to be mayor. So he's tried one way, that didn't work, and now he's thinking of other people. I'm proud of Archie. Aw. He's being a smarty boy. It's your little boy's growing up. <sighs> How sweet and special. So now we're at the Andrews house, and Sierra and Josie are there. And Sierra's like, you know, it's not all catered affairs. You know, a lot of it's fixing potholes and picking up trash. And then there are the uglier aspects, crime, poverty, threats. And you might be the shining hope of Riverdale now, but they'll turn your back on you. So Fred tries to shut this whole thing down. He's like, look, I appreciate the real talk. Oh, I haven't even gotten to the real talk. Like, the if you do think you're going to be able to run Andrews Construction and be mayor? And how about the pittance of a mayor's salary? And so while this is happening, Josie and Archie are giving each other, like, really satisfied looks. Like, yeah, like, this is going exactly how we want it to. It's not really, but, you know, kids can dream. Yeah, you know, they're they're dumb teenagers. Cut over to the Cooper house, and Chick comes down the stairs, and he sees the girls with the babies, and they're all happy. And Chick is, like, incredulous. It's like, Mom, I'm late for work. Can you give me a ride? I'm playing with the grandkids. Just take the bus or walk. And Betty smirks at this, and Chick is horrified. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? He's jealous. Then we cut to the Pembroke, and Pops shows up, and he has one, has come to pay Hiram a visit. And then we cut to a super angry Hiram. Jughead Jones is asking questions about Pops. <laughs> and they're like, Jug has nothing, but someone on our inner circle is feeding information to him. The only people who knew about Pop Tates was the three of us and Archie. And Veronica is freaking out. And she goes, I, I told them. Uh, Jughead was grilling me up at the lodge. And I gave that to him to shut him up. It was it was the smallest truth that I could provide. And Hiram is about to full on blow up when? Hermione pipes. And she goes, that was quick thinking, Miha. A harmless bone you threw them. To keep them from digging up a pre, um, a bigger bone. It was what a, the fuck are you up to, Hermione Lodge? This, this is preemptive damage control. And Hiram is like, you seriously can't be telling me you think this is a good idea. 
I am. And and he's like, and then he's like nodding his head. He's like, okay, you're right. This was, this was good. Like he's spitting out a little bit. And now we're over at Sunnyside Trailer Park and Jughead is just being defeated. He's talking to his dad. And he's like, you know, Hiram, he's going to beat the clock. I mean, he's always been two steps, ten steps ahead of me. Well, he's been winning longer than you've been alive. And FP says, you know, but there's there's one person you haven't asked about Hiram. Jughead's like, who? Me. FP goes on to tell Jughead, you know, Hiram asked me and the serpents to trash the drive-in to lower the price. And he complied. And Jughead's like, you worked for Hiram Lodge on purpose? I will own up to it if it takes him down. Yeah, he's like on the record. And Jughead gets a phone call, and it's a voice. And it says, I have information about Hiram Lodge. Riverdale bus terminal, 20 minutes. Who was that? Uh, You may not have to go on the record just yet. And Jughead takes off. Meanwhile, Archie's doing pull-ups. He has some sexual frustration because they have not had sex. Every conversation they have had has not led to them making out or having sex. Veronica rushes in. I'm going to kill you. You are leaking private information. Archie's like, is this about Pops? <laughs> and Veronica's like, I saved you. If he had found out you'd snitched, do you know what he'd do to you? Archie says, you know, I'm trying to protect my dad. Your father is untouchable. We brought you in because you promised you were okay with this. Archie's like, you know, you wanted my eyes wide open. My dad deserves to know the whole truth. You almost told me everything at your confirmation, but I stopped you. Fine. What do you want? And then Fred comes in. Ah. And he's like, okay, I just want to tell y'all, you are the first here, that I am the next candidate for mayor of Riverdale. Before Fred walks in, Archie says, I want to know what the plans are for the, all the Southside properties. Oh, yes. And Veronica says, you have to talk to my dad. Mm. As soon as Fred leaves and makes this announcement... Veronica says, you're going to have to go talk to my dad fast. Cut to Betty snooping in a bathroom. Uh, she's she's looking for stuff. And she gets to the trash can and she finds floss. With blood. Uh, and she wraps it up in a, in a tissue and she puts it in her pocket. And she, as she's leaving, she runs into Chick and he's like, wasn't it better when it was just you, me and mom? And Betty's like, what? You don't like Polly? Love is finite. People run out of it eventually. One day the sun's shining. Next day you're alone. It's cold and dark. Are you okay? Don't use my bathroom again, Betty. Mmm, creepy. Big fucking shock. Jughead's at the bus station. He's wearing a serpent jacket, which he hasn't been doing a whole lot because he doesn't wear it to school. And he sits down and there's a gentleman in a bus driver's uniform on the other side. Jughead just goes, are you deep throat? You've been calling all the people around Riverdale, which haven't called me. That's why I called you. How does a bus driver have insider information? And now we see the guy's face and it's Smithers. Well, duh. Which we knew that. Okay. They you, they showed Smithers in the recap. Uh-huh. I didn't so mention we, him to not spoil. Well, if they're listening to our podcast, this episode has been super spoiled anyways. Mwah. So uh, that was a nice hint that they were going to bring him back. Yeah. Smithers just says, you know, I'm someone who has suffered at his whims. I coordinated his transportation, uh, sometimes to Shankshaw Prison, um, and sometimes he even received mail from the warden. And Jack is like, that's not where he served time. That's all I've got. Uh, he, but I do have one question. How's Veronica? How is she faring during this time? Aww. And Jughead's kind of like, not good. 
this is also extra important because, and this this helps solidify my thinking that Hermione is actually playing Hiram throughout all of this. The clip they play of Smithers is Veronica asking him if her parents are good. If, is my dad good? And he's just like, your dad, I'd rather not say, but your mother, unequivocally good. Uh-huh. So like, that's just more foundation for me. Mm-hmm. I think this is all against Hiram. All right, we're back at Thistle House. And it's a family dinner, plus Tony. Tony starts by saying, so, Mr. Blossom, how does it feel to be back in Riverdale after all these years? Ignore that person, Claudius. I assumed it'd be family only. No, no, no. I enjoy meeting new people. While I was sailing, I came upon a wonderful island. The island of Lesbos. <laughs> the girls- Cheryl does a spit take. Tony has got this shit-eating grin on her face, and Penelope looks like she's going to murder somebody. It's great. They think it's hilarious. But I'm not going back on the boat. I'm staying here. I want to make sure this house is cared for, as long as I'm welcome. And Penelope's just kind of like, there's a room over the garage. It's freezing in the winter and stifling in the summer, but it's there. And Claudius winks at Cheryl. Mm Mm-hmm. Jughead goes to Pops, and he's talking to his dad, and he's like, okay, Hiram's master plan has something to do with your old stomping ground at Shankshaw. He's like, do you have any contacts there? And Effie's like, war baby, he knows everything. Can we see him? And Effie's like, Cut to Polly and Betty are walking down the street. They've been shopping. And Polly's just like, Chick is creepy. I don't think he likes me or the twins. And And Betty just goes, I submitted his blood for a DNA sample. CSI Nancy Drew. How'd you get a sample? Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Uh, She's like, I think dad might be right. He might not be our brother. It'd crush mom, but we'd have to tell her. It could be a relief. They get home and Alice is knitting. Okay, side note. Uh, Machen Amick. I try to stay off Twitter for the most part. Just because so many people are live tweeting the episode before we can watch it. But I happened to just see Machen Amick tweet out the picture of her knitting. And I'm a knitter. So I asked, hey, are you actually a knitter? And she responded that she's actually, she crochets, uh, that her grandma taught her. But that uh, somebody taught her for this scene. She actually learned how to knit for this scene. And I replied like, yay, you're a hooker. That's in the knitting, in the fiber arts world, if you crochet, we call you a hooker. Fiber arts. Okay, like, I I have a habit of saying the knitting world, but that's rude to people who crochet or spin or dye, and they do all the other stuff. So we say the fiber arts world, it's more inclusive. Yarn art sounds so much more fun. Fiber arts. String buddies. Yeah, I had an hour-long conversation with my boss today about yarn. Rope fans. It's a whole thing. If you guys want to talk to me about yarn, please hit me up, podcastmod at gmail.com. Uh, Betty says, you know, Polly here sent, spent all of her Blossom money on silk headbands. And Polly just says, hey, keep it down. I don't I don't know what mom had to do to get the twins down, but don't wake them up. And, oh, no, no, no. She mentions their names. Oh, Dagwood and Juniper. <laughs> I can kind of, like I said before, I can kind of get on board with Juniper. Nope. But not Dagwood. Neither. Alice is like, oh, the kids aren't here. They're with Chick. <gasps> what? what? I want. He wanted to take them for a walk down by Sweetwater River. What the Why fuck? Why are all the twins at Sweetwater River? You should not be allowed to go to Sweetwater River with your twin. That should be a law in Riverdale. If the town of Footloose, Beaumont, can have a rule that says you can't dance, Riverdale can say no twins at Sweetwater River. 
chick walks in with the babies. Are you serious? What like, did you do to my babies? I didn't do anything with them. He's got them in the pram. Those babies are super cute. They got cute babies. Yeah. They're very precious. They're big, and, they're big and chubby. Hey, I was watching a show the other day and the baby they got was super ugly. And it's hard to know what's going on. But, chick's just, but chick legitimately is just like, I was just taking him for a walk. What? I, I just want to take my niece and nephew out. Oh. Like, chill. No. He knows what he's doing, but he didn't have to hurt the babies to do it. No, he just needed some of their DNA. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're at prison. What up, Jonesy? Uh, we need intel. Do you know anything that might be going on with Hiram? Okay. And it's... prison dude, War Baby, which is a horrible name. He just has a big smile. Okay. Like, could y'all do a little better with the prison talk? These guys yeah. have known each other forever. Yeah. And maybe they've got an actual way to talk to each other. But this whole, like, repping gangster styles, like, nah, y'all. Mm-hmm. Just just be better at that. So now we get to Big Dumb Archie. But also Big Smart Archie. Because he plays this bad, but he's he's been smart. You're like Dracula. He brought everything in London so he could move his vampire kingdom over to, from Transylvania. Huh? You're bringing organized crime, and you want my dad to be your mayor and your patsy. What if you don't see eye to eye? And Hiram is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Which is kind of fair, because what the fuck is Archie talking about? But then Archie gives the big the big thing. He goes, this is my journal. When uh, Hermione uh, started using the fake FBI agent, I started taking very detailed notes about everything I saw and everything I did. So Hiram stares him down and goes, Is this a threat? I believe your father and I will make a great team. And in 18 months, Lodge Industries will be crime-free. And 100% legitimate. How, how do I know that? All will be clear soon. Am I not inner circle enough? Then Hiram's like, you're just going to have to trust me. And Archie's just like, I'm going to hold you to that. And I'm going to keep this very close. See, like, this is where Archie was being smart. Like, once that FBI agent showed up, he started paying a lot more attention and keeping detailed notes. Like, that's smart on his part. And he's yeah, a dodo. Yeah, well. You know, he's been Jughead's friend for a long time and Betty's. And those two are pretty smart fuckers. So yeah, they are. So sometimes that rubs off. Sometimes. So, I know he's still a big dumb dodo, but he's pretty. Polly's packed up. Uh, she's moving very quickly. And she's like, um, where's Betty? She's with Jughead. I'm leaving. Chick said it would only be a matter of time before you left for the farm again. I'm not going to the farm. I'm going west somewhere. San Francisco, probably. And Chick just very dryly says, it's a very nice city. I've been there before. Very safe. Great for the kids. Do drop us a note with your address when you get there, okay? Alice is just like, can I at least say goodbye to my grand twins? Yeah, and Polly's like, of course. And then we cut directly to Chick uh, cutting Polly out of the picture that he previously cut Hal out of. Massive eye roll. I'm so pissed that they just haven't gotten to this shit yet. It's okay. It's building. But it shouldn't have taken this long. I agree. But it is building. It's mounting. No more building. Okay, calm down. Climax. Calm down. Calm down. You'll get your money shot. It'll happen. All right. Hiram comes home. And Veronica and Hermione are, like, very nervous looking. And he's like, what's wrong? We just got a call from Warden Jeffries. FP and Jughead paid a visit to a crony. A very loose-lipped and well-informed crony. Uh, we think they know, and it's only a matter of time before they tell a paper. One we don't own. Get Fred and Archie over here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Betty. Hiram is diabolically insane. 
Uh, we have got to, we have to get this published. This is the best thing you've ever written, Jug. Principal Weatherby needs to publish this now. So we're going to intercut between Fred and Weatherby. Uh, Hiram is talking to... Fred. Fred. And, he's and like, everybody. Oh, yeah. He's talking to everybody. And he's like, you know, I wanted to let you in on some of our plans for Riverdale. Cut back to Weatherby. Uh, this is not an article that the Blue and Gold can publish. It's a malicious takedown of another family and it's not appropriate. Fuck you, Weatherby. We hate you. And then we cut back to... Uh, we cut back to the Pembroke, and Hiram reveals that Southside High will be turned into a private, for-profit prison. Fred is freaking out, and he's just like, what have we been building in Sodale? Uh, housing, like we said, for the people who will work in the prison. And Fred's like, I can't do it. I am out. The only reason you're telling me now is because we is because it's going to become public. You're going to turn my son's home into a prison. And Hiram starts going, you know, let me tell you how I blah, 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 blah. And Fred is like, save it for whoever you get to run for mayor for you. We are leaving now. And Archie says, I'm staying. I want to hear what he has to say. And Fred looks very dejected. It's just like, I'll see you at home. Fuck you, big, dumb, stupid Archie. Nope, this was smart. This was a smart play. Fuck Archie. Archie's been saying he's loyal to the Lodges. He's loyal to the Lodges. And he just told Hiram, I have a big notebook filled with everything you've been doing that I've seen. And this was a great play for Archie to be like, no, I'm still loyal to you, even though my dad is not involved because Archie just got what he wanted. Yeah, I don't trust Archie. To no, be I smart. don't. He's going to screw it up. Of I course trust... he will, because that's Archie. But no, I think this is actually Archie and how he feels about this shit, in which case... You, he got his dad out, great. But no, I think he's super dumb because he still bought into this bullshit. Well, he is dumb, but he got what he wanted. He can't, he can't jeopardize this other thing he has going on. Okay, now I, I think you're being too hard on him. I, I think this is great to show that. Okay, Archie isn't the stupidest person in the world. He's a dodo compared to his friends. I don't know. He is. Um, stop it. Well, he's certainly not as dumb as Reggie. So we cut to, it's a press conference. And we see, you know, everyone from the town is there. Kevin looks at his phone. And this is clearly a commercial for some Samsung phone. The so new I, one. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what it's called. I don't care. We're iPhone people. Um, and he starts recording. And Veronica gets up and introduces Hermione as the candidate. That's right. I'm a TV genius. I said when we talked about, oh, there's going to be an election, I said, if it's not Fred, it's Hermione. Well, there you go. And it's going to be both. Well, not really. It's going to be both. No, it's going to be both. Oh, that's... I'm telling uh, you right now, it's going to be both. Smithers is watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice is there. She's surprised. She turns to look at Jughead. Uh, we cut to Fred. He gets a package and he opens it up and it's those campaign buttons. He's going to run. Yeah. He's going to run for him and for Riverdale. And now that... Fred being Fred, and this is where Archie gets that from, now that he knows truly how corrupt the Lodges are and what they're working towards, he is going to run to stop that from happening. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. So I'm a TV genius and I feel so smart today. Over a very old timey radio, mm -hmm. Riverdale is a dynamic, dynamic, resilient community. And now we're, we're at Thistlewood, which is where the, the old timey radio is. And it's Claudius and Penelope. And Claudius is saying, 
the lodges. How often have I dreamt of getting my revenge on them? Penelope says, first things first, Nana and then Cheryl. And Claudius takes Penelope's hand and says, of course, our house must be put in order. And we pan away from them and around the corner is Cheryl hearing all of this, terrified and starting to cry. Well, it's Cheryl. Okay. Claudius is Clifford. Yeah. Uh, whoever they killed, they I have, I believe he has a brother named Claudius. And that's who they killed. And that's who was hanging. And that's what we saw. Yeah. And when it, when Cheryl is saying, I know what happened in the barn, Mommy, that's the whole thing. But that's what, what it, happened in the barn. But what if it's not? What if it's a double cross and it's actually his brother who's going to fuck up Penelope? Okay. Well, maybe her dad has always been Claudius and not Clifford. I don't know. I don't care. But whoever we thought died is actually whoever Claudius is. It's entirely possible. That's what's happening. That wink at Cheryl lays it open that maybe this isn't who Penelope thinks it is. May I don't know. I don't care. Like, I think it's way easier for maybe, Penelope to Maybe get... it's Claudius who's the one who actually killed Jason to get back at Clifford. And he framed him because of the whole wig thing. Well, but... I don't know. Okay, but I'm just... All I'm trying to say here mm-hmm. is that perhaps that wink is an indicator that rather than they're going to play this against Cheryl, they're going to play it against Penelope. That'd be great. And and I think that's much more likely considering that Cheryl's so important. If they want to give Cheryl a happier home life and this is how we're going to get to it, sure, great. I can buy that. Awesome. Yeah. There's another double cross here. Fine. I don't care. Uh, We cut to Chick looking at a folder with some paperwork. It's like, what is this? Betty says, you know, I found a piece of dental floss with your DNA on it and I submitted it. And these are the results. You're not who you say you are. So who are you? Like zero in on Chick's face, which is being, which is very purposefully not reacting to what Betty's saying. Yeah. Which is great because he's crazy. Hiram and Archie are talking. In front of a fireplace. They have a lot of romantic fireside chats. (laughs) Uh, Hiram is fussing with some stuff on the desk. He's like, you know, I know the prison would be a difficult cell, um, and I was going to ease your dad into it, but I should have told him earlier. Archie says, you know, before all this stuff with the Black Hood, with Jason, I might not have understood your point of view, but, you know, I've changed, and I think Riverdale needs a change. Uh, Hiram is, opens a box, there's a knife, it's a tradition, it's a sign of loyalty. Once we do this, there's no one doing it, no changing your mind, are you certain? I think I am. They cut their hands, they're blood brothers now. They bleed onto Archie's spy notebook. It's like, you know what you have to do. And Archie throws the notebook with their blood into the fire. And uh, Hiram looks at Archie and goes, now, Archie, we come first. Through this, we're, we're still getting cuts of Hermione's speech. And this last little bit, we hear her speak. We see her speaking to the crowd. You know, Riverdale has overcome such adversity. Are we all ready for a piece of prosperity and we see the kind of town starting to look at each other and Jughead's just like, the lodges had won. Time had run out for Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah. the It kind of fizzled right there. The mob stuff just, I feel like, okay, here's why this episode frustrated me so much. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of the characters, we have played out the same traits throughout the season like eight times over. Plot-wise, I think it's an important episode. Yes. But character-wise, I think it's a really frustrating episode. I think this served to for, move for things. For who? 
How? Which character is frustrating? Everybody. No, not at all. The lodges are still this whole fake mob thing that I don't buy. Okay, you, I, don't, you have a problem with the mob storyline as a whole. Yes, I do. Okay, that's fine. And they keep trying to push it, and it's just like it doesn't the, feel it doesn't feel natural in any way. The characters are still doing exactly what they would be doing anyways. Fred got super dumb all of a sudden. No, he didn't. Fred's always been dumb. He's always been very trusting. That's Fred. He's not going to change. And Fred did exactly, you guys are going to do something horrible. I am not going to be a part of this. And he, and that's just the fuel for him to go run for mayor. Because that's what Fred's going to do. Okay, then I just didn't like this episode. That's and I fine. I don't know why. You don't like the mob stuff you want. And you want the chick stuff resolved. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really it. Is that we have this thing that's just hanging out there that feels like we're just not resolving it for okay. no reason whatsoever. But we had to have this episode to get to a point where we're going to resolve Chick because we knew a DNA test was going to have to show up and this provided that opportunity. Well, should we see if the preview changes my mind? <sighs> I think we covered just about everything that we need to for this episode. So that means the only thing left to do is for y'all to go on iTunes and go review and rate us. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at macintoshamod at gmail.com. And if you want to hear us talk about the next time on, just wait for the music to be over and we'll be right back with you. We're going to have some more confrontation. Conflict. There's going to be another rumble. I figured it out. What? I feel like there's no conflict. Okay, well, there's going to be a rumble next week. Yeah, we have a whole bunch of tension going. That is what's frustrating me so much. Okay. There's so much tension without conflict. Okay, well, we're going to get to some of that next week, appears. We need some... I already said it. I said the word climax. Yep. Uh, okay. So we're going to see Tony uh, in a River Vixen's co- outfit. Ooh. Uh, we see it looks like Tony's punching somebody. Hell yeah, Tony. Uh, Cheryl's afraid to be in her house because, yeah, she thinks these people are going to kill her. Well, she's not wrong. No, she's not. Uh, that's a valid concern. Uh, Chick, uh, Betty's going to confront Chick about who he is. Uh, and she's probably going to talk to her mom about it, too. But she also looks like she might be going a little dark Betty. I don't care. She's got, she might have to be a little more dark Betty in order to go up against someone like Chick. Well, she might, or she might be losing her damn mind. Eh, potato, potato, whatever. And then, you know, Archie and FP are going to face off. Uh, we hear, you know, you're choosing um, her over him when we see Fred. So, you know, Archie's going to support Hermione instead of his dad because she's totally running for mayor. We see Mary's back in town. And holy fuck, the serpents have, like, a full gang showdown. Oh, and Andy Cohen's going to be here to endorse Hermione Lodge. Okay, I like Andy Cohen in Bravo, so just let me have this. What's his name in the show? He's going to be Andy Cohen. He's just there to endorse Hermione Lodge. He's a rich dude. I'm famous. So, yeah, no, it looks like next week... I'm hoping we get some of that that payoff that we're, we're hoping for. Oh, please. With him, I'm almost just frustrated. Like I, I, you're you're risking losing me on his character entirely if you don't just tell me what the fuck is going on with oh, him. Oh, many people are fully upset with how Chick is being done because he's a really cool character in the comic book. Right? We're mildly annoyed. I'm I'm medium annoyed at this point. Okay, you can be medium annoyed, but you figured out why you were so annoyed. Yes. 
we need actual things to happen. Yes. And not just a bunch of people talking at each other. Absolutely. Because even some of these great episodes, Mm -hmm. and last episode was a perfect version of people talking at each other, but this episode was the same thing over again. Last episode was a lot of character. Yes. And and small movements on the chessboard. This was a lot of movement on the chessboard. Plus some new players. We got Claudius now. But with a bunch of stiff wooden people. Not stiff wooden people. Just, you know, just we don't, we had a lot of pieces move, but we don't know where they're going. So, look, it's going to be okay. Hashtag go Bulldogs. Bye. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com. Add it to the list, cut this out of the podcast, why am I making my job harder on myself? I don't know.